You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 287. In this episode, I'm doing a client case study with Helen Maffini on how our online business took off with virtual summits. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. Today's episode is a client case study with Helen Maffini, who works with schools, governments, and organizations to promote well-being to both children and adults through mindfulness, positive psychology, and social-emotional learning. When I met Helen first, she was offering bespoke solutions that were very time and travel intensive, but now she has her own curriculum and an online course. Through a series of virtual summits, she has built a big list and authority in the mindfulness space. In the show notes of this episode at sigrun.com forward slash 287, you'll find links to the programs mentioned in this episode, Samba, Momentum, and Mastermind Retreat Iceland, and of course, to Helen's website as well. I am so excited to be here with Helen Maffini, and it's quite a journey we've had together. I think uh, we're going to be talking about that, so I don't want to re- reveal anything. But it's been a while that our paths have crossed, and it's been wonderful to watch Helen take on online business with uh, such a massive action. And she always surprises me every time. Helen, thank you for coming on the show, and I'm sure you're going to be surprised at our listeners. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Sigrid. I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> so how far do we need to go back? for your entrepreneurial journey? I would say about eight years. Mm-hmm. I was a teacher and a school principal and and then we move all over the world. So I'm an expat and I was living in Abu Dhabi and I finished a contract there with the education reform with the government. And then we were moving to Italy and I thought, I want to really do something different and something you know, using other skills and something where I, I'm my own boss. So that's where it all began on that move uh, to Italy. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> shall I go on? <laughs> yes. You, and you started to kind of create educational programs, right? Yeah. Well, the first thing uh, what we did is my sister and I had decided to start a travel company, an online travel blog because we all travel so much, we had made these kind of educational travel guides for our kids wherever we went. So we decided that this was a great business idea and we would (laughs) do all our favorite things to be traveling and writing about travel. And we would sell these downloadable travel kits for children so that they could learn about the culture and the currency, all kinds of things when they're traveling overseas. So that company is still going now, but it's more running by itself now. We have, I think, 40 different country packs and um, still gets quite a bit of traffic, but we don't do too much um, in terms of promoting it. It's kind of 
run by a VA now and um, it just goes on by itself. So my sister might take more of a lead on it now because she just opened a um, an online travel agency. So that would tie in more with her. But while that was happening, while I was busy making these packs and things, people that from different countries that I used to work in knew that I was you know, starting my own company and started asking me like, oh, can you come to Malaysia for three weeks and work on this project in education, which is what I was doing before. And before I knew it, it was a company. <laughs> it wasn't really planned. It just, I kept getting work and somebody would refer me to somebody else. And I was writing training programs and working with different schools and governments and organizations like Pearson and Mosaic and places like that, writing different programs, mostly from home, but um, some travel. There was a lot more travel at the beginning of it. And I really love working in education. I'm really passionate about um, helping kids and especially young children. I love the preschool, early primary years, and I think we can have so much impact on those kids. So I was doing all kinds of educational coaching and mentoring and writing programs and you name it, I was doing it. I worked on TV shows for preschool children. <laughs> I was doing uh, all kinds. It just kind of happened. Like it, I kept getting um, referrals. And then what happened is I, I realized that because I was scared of saying no to any project that came my way, I would say yes to every single one, you know, like, oh, I can't say no to this big company because they never hire me. So at one point in around right before I met Sigrana, I realized that I needed to really think about what I wanted in my business and because I was doing math and all kinds of things um, that were not really my passion. <laughs> you know, some of it I love, but other parts I was like, oh, do I have to do this? <laughs> and then one day I realized, no, you don't, because it's your company. <laughs> and it was about that time that I went to a conference in Ottawa, and um, I was also looking at putting my business online in kind of the traditional sense, because although it's, you know, I call it online, it's it's not where people could just go on the website and buy something. So, so I heard Sigrun speak at the um, um, Money Marketing Mindset Conference in Ottawa, and there were several speakers, and I was like, I like that lady. <laughs> and the, <laughs> I was like, you know, there was something, you just connect with certain people, right? And, um, and I really love, you know, what you were doing. I remember sending a video of you to my sister and my sister was like, I love her too. <laughs> Anyways, we were really direct and you really tell it how it is. And I, I really like that style. And um, at that time you were starting to think about a Iceland mastermind retreat, right? And I think I was the first person to sign up, I think, wasn't I? Probably. You were Jeanette. <laughs> yeah, I was in Hong Kong and I remember and it came up and I was like, sign me up. <laughs> yeah, so that was really, really valuable because it gave me a lot of clarity in what I was doing um, because I had this travel thing kind of going on the side and my business is very bespoke. So doing a lot of bespoke work for schools and companies and 
TV, it was all over the place. And so in that mastermind, I got a lot of feedback from Sigrun about creating my own signature courses and selling my courses to schools rather than if I'm just doing one school at a time, it's very time consuming. And so that was like a big step for me. And also I only, I decided that I only wanted to work with social, emotional learning and positive psychology and mindfulness. That was my area that I loved. I'd always been doing that and everything, but somehow I got into math and assessment, things that I wasn't really passionate about. So I really started focusing on that. And uh, so I developed a curriculum for preschoolers, teaching them mindfulness and positive psychology. And I've got that in about 35 schools in Asia now, and it's coming in the States. And I've got it all now um, ready to launch online in the typical online you know, way. I'm making the videos and doing all that. So that will be something that I launch um, after my summits. So <laughs> we'll talk about summits in a minute. Yeah, so I really started focusing. I still do bespoke things, and I, but I tend to do like really big projects where you know, they'll pay me for a year and, um, and I do lots of different things and I might go and do some face-to-face training, but also my programs are in there that I can reuse. So um, kind of a, a mix. But in the back of my head, I'm always like, I want to be a real online entrepreneur, like where people can go to your website and find a product and things. So I was always doing things like making little freebies and trying to build up my list. And then one day, I I don't even remember why, but I suddenly decided I should do a summit about preschool mindfulness because this is a real niche topic and this is what my curriculum's around and I have a parenting course as well that's all around that so it wasn't very planned out I just got this idea in my head I'm very spontaneous (laughs) I got an idea and I do it maybe it coincidences with because you know you joined mastermind retreat iceland august 2016 and then you started to think about oh you shouldn't always do bespoke and custom and then in january 2017 i launched samba and you were one of the first that signed up and module number two is virtual summit like list building a virtual summit i don't know what came first yeah and before that as soon as i finished um yeah i left the one part as soon as i came back from Mastermind Iceland, I signed up for a mastermind group. So I was in two mastermind groups. One time I was living in Cambodia and then the time difference, it was like midnight when the calls were. So I swapped into another group. And I think it was in there in the mastermind that I started hearing about, you know, I need to get my list and what kind of things could I do and then yes I know I definitely got inspiration from that module in in Samba so this is my second year in Samba I think and I love it because I you know even though you know I'm getting advanced in my business stuff but I still can just go into the library and if I'm not sure how to do something and watch it again and all the contact within the group and Sigrun's always there if you have a question and <laughs> so it's a really great uh, space to be in for sure yeah so one day I said 
I should run a summit about preschool mindfulness. And then literally what I did is I wrote an email to Dan Siegel, who's a very famous parenting expert, and just typed it right into my computer and said, I'm running a summit about preschool mindfulness. <laughs> would you like to be a speaker? And a little few lines about me and I sent it. And then I forgot about the summit. And then a few days later, he wrote back and said, yes, I would love to be a guest on your summit. And then there was complete panic, you know, like, oh my gosh, now I have to do a summit and how do you do it? And, but it's good. I found that a lot of things that are good for me in my business and in my life, that's the way they happen. Is, so it's like a spontaneous idea and then taking immediate action, a big action, like, contact the most famous person you can think of and then um, see what happens. So then I was like, oh, so I started planning it and mapping out days and contacting speakers. And I didn't have any real expectations except for I thought oh, I'll grow my list a bit with this summit. And um, But then I ended up getting really good speakers, like amazing people from the mindfulness uh, community Harvard professors and best-selling authors and all kinds of people and everybody was so nice and they're all just normal people and them they were really supportive and then people just started signing up I was so surprised by how many people signed up because I think we had about 4,000 people on that maybe it was just over 3,000 on the first one that I did and and then that terrified me because I was like, what? What are all these people going to be? What? Come sit the videos, don't come on. And my poor husband during this period, I have to say, he was very supportive. And then people started buying it. It was an upsell. But it was such an amazing experience because I got such good feedback from people watching. I had random emails from people all over the world, you know, saying thank you for being free because it's it's free for the first 24 hours. I had, you know, even the Florida Police Department emailing me saying they had watched the summit and you're bringing peace to Florida. It was weird. Like people in Pakistan, all over the place and people wanting to work with you and people wanting to know how what other things you have. And it ended up being um, such a great experience connecting with the speakers and then you kind of become friends, right? And then getting all this great feedback and growing the list a lot. And then in the end, I think the summits brought in around just under $20,000, which was a total surprise, which was a bonus. <laughs> so I thought, you know what, I really like doing these summits. So then I did another one, which was uh, still mindfulness, but more looking at teacher well-being. And again, it went really well. And, and then I booked three summits very close together at the start of this year, which was not a good idea, but it's an accomplishment. I've interviewed so many people. And, and the great thing with the summits is a lot of the speakers, I've had some speakers that have been on every summit that I've done that are really good speakers, and they're happy to come back on and be a guest again. And they really help promote it. And not everybody promotes it as much as other people but some people are really really supportive and they like what it is and things so that was really exciting so then I was like wow I'm actually am an online <laughs> doing things online so figuring out all the technology and all that like Samba for that has been 
amazing um, because you can ask a question, people will be there to tell you. I think the other day I was saying, like, my camera won't go, I have a new camera and nothing happens. And, you know, somebody came on, I want to develop an app. So people give you names. So it's really, really good. And as I said, I've been just watching the Messenger bot one because I want to have that incorporated into my summit so people can just get a reminder on Messenger. So um, I stuck with Sigrin from four years now, right? Like, I'm a long climber, but I think for me, like, I just see so much value there. And, you know, it's very inspiring what you've done in your business, number one. <laughs> and you're very transparent about it and everything. And I, I really like your style because you're, you just tell it really like how it is. And you're very, it's not just, oh, you could do this, you could do this. You're like, you should do this one because blah, blah, blah. And, and I really like that. And, um, that resonates with a lot of people because there's a lot of people following you now. I, I was somewhere, where was I, a few days ago and, and somebody was like, oh, is that the Icelandic coach? <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I mean, somebody that like was, I can't remember who it was now, but I was like, she's getting famous. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's been a great journey. And one thing that I didn't do well was, um, so I did the summit and like really there should be something to launch after the summit, right? I was going to ask about that because I, I kind of automatically have to coach here. <laughs> yeah, so the first two, I had my things, but I never actually got to the point of, and this is also, I think my personality with the summit, once you start doing the interviews, the summit has to go on, right? Because you can't just go like, oh, maybe next week. But when, when it's my own course, it's easier for me to be a perfectionist and, oh, I'll just wait. So this time, the preschool summit, my online version of the curriculum will be launched. And then we're doing another summit, which is for 11 to 14-year-old kids. And I'm doing that together with a boy who approached me he's 14 and he lives near the parkland where the parkland shootings were and that summit we've had major major support from all the big mindfulness organizations from celebrities you know so there's a lot of things going on in that summit you will get some great media attention in the u.s for that one yeah exactly you have to be prepared for your web server <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh no I don't know how to do that <laughs> so that's what was going on and then in the middle of all that my one of my really good friends has a English language coaching business and she got very ill and she really can't do uh, work anymore so I took that over from her which I thought would be easier than it was <laughs> but I have a team I, I hire a lot of VAs and I hire a lot of people to help me in, in all areas of the business like in when I'm writing curriculum I have curriculum people and but I have a lot of VAs uh, to do technical stuff so it's a membership site and the materials are there so it's more marketing and but it's going really well we had a we actually had a really good quarter um last quarter because they had a big speech festival competition in Hong Kong and a lot of parents signed up for coaching. So I hired coaches, some who are in Samba. <laughs> so they coach via WhatsApp. It's really interesting, actually. I was like, this is really cool. So they're doing this online coaching via WhatsApp. And 
we have like a writing program that's also done by WhatsApp because they love WhatsApp over there in Hong Kong. And um, it works well because I know the Hong Kong market really well um, because I lived there for seven years. So I feel like everything's going really well, um, but there's a lot. And I really want to have like this year, I'm getting a lead uh, manager to just manage the travel website completely and also the English one. And I'll just provide really major overview on marketing and, and things like that. So, yeah, so that's where I am now. I'm uh... Helen always surprises. I told you that was not always promising. <laughs> what happened to your PhD? I'm also doing my PhD. I'm at the last step, which is writing the thesis, which is the part everybody gets stuck at, right? There's even a term for it. I don't remember what it is, but it's, you know, you've done everything except the thesis and it goes on for years. In some ways, I find maybe I'm procrastinating writing my thesis by starting all these companies. It's like the overachiever syndrome of, I'll just add another thing on, and, but I really need to do it. Um, I've done all the research. It was like an amazing project. I interviewed 700 parents in Hong Kong. I implemented a trial of a mindfulness curriculum in schools, and I did all kinds of interviews with teachers and parents. So I just need to write it all up now and submit it. <laughs> That's why, even though I love the book, The Year of Yes, I thought this year has to be a year of no for me and some things that I need to really get that done. It's, you know, when you have something that's hanging over your head for a long time and it's like time just to make that go away now. So I plan to do a lot of writing as soon as these summits are done and not do much else until I've handed that in and, and then I can breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> <laughs> a little detail left. No, it's amazing. You said, I want to be a real online entrepreneurs, but you know, you are a serial entrepreneur. Yeah, I actually, even when I was a kid, I was a kid knocking on the door selling wrapping paper and babysitter with the signs everywhere. <laughs> so I think it's kind of always like our neighbors used to say, where did you get that from? <laughs> you, know, you know, I was always had loads of jobs. Uh, even before you were supposed to have a job, I was working at the pool and delivering papers. And then I worked at McDonald's and <laughs> I've just always worked and I love working actually. I, I really enjoy it. And I started off in hotel management. I did a Bachelor of Commerce was my first degree. And that's how I met my husband in, in Japan. <laughs> uh, he's an Italian chef. And then we just kind of kept moving and I got into education after that. So yeah, it's funny where life takes you. You never know. It does. And you know, you're such an action taker. And I I loved when you said you get a big idea and you execute it right away. That's pretty much how my best ideas have also worked out. If I procrastinate on an idea, yeah, it will be procrastinated even more. But if I take immediate action, and like you said, you write the email to the most famous person, there's <laughs> there's no way going back. It's so true. Uh, like I wrote a book you know, when I was working for uh, it literally was the same thing I was my friend and I we just presented at a conference and we were somebody came up to us and said you guys should write a book <laughs> so we went back to the room and we were like you know what we should write a book and okay like how do you do it and I was like we need to write to like the top 10 publishers and I mean, we didn't know what we were doing right and we just 
you know, wrote a letter saying, this is our background, where we were emotional intelligence trainers at that point. We are working with kids and we have an idea for this book. It was a one page, okay? And then we sent it to 10 big publishers like Continuum and the big ones. And then we kind of forgot about it because, you know, that was in the mail. And then Continuum, who we published with, which is Bloomsbury now, wrote us back and said, we love your idea for the book. We would like to, you know, it was so easy. It wasn't even hard. Like, and then because people all say it's so hard and I'm like it. It wasn't. And then the, um, and it wasn't even just that. So we signed the contract and did everything with them. And then a few weeks after we got another <laughs> offer from, like, I think they said, can you write, a, send us one chapter or something? Yeah, they wanted more from you. So you went with the one that was quicker. <laughs> yeah. Again, it was just an idea. You take action. And that was the first thing that I like that you said, because that was your speech in Ottawa, think big, take action. And I'm, I've always been an action taker, I think. I think it comes with like moving and living in so many countries that you're just like, you need to get everything done. <laughs> so you just do it. That's how all these things come about. And I think, you know, the one thing that I really learned is just to go for it and Worst thing, you write to somebody and they don't write back or they write back and say, no, it's not even, right? Just write to somebody else. I think, or you try an idea and it doesn't work, then it's not the end of the world, right? Try something else. Actually, I remember my talk in Ottawa. I said, I took a leap of faith because I think it was two, three stories. And I always said, you know, I thought to myself, what's the worst thing that can happen? At least I would know that I had tried. Yeah. Because the biggest regret you can have in life is that you didn't even try. No, I totally agree. I think um, if you want to live in another country, just go and try it out. If you want to start a business, try it out. You want to write a book, give it a go. <laughs> like Everything starts out like that. And I think, I think sometimes people get very in their head and they look at oh, I don't know how to do this, or this is very hard and everything. But usually what I find is if I just jump in and then I figure it out afterwards. Exactly. You didn't know how to do a virtual summit. No. <laughs> so it was like, oh, gosh, like, <laughs> now what happens? <laughs> and, and my VAs didn't. No, none of us did. So we all learned it together. But now, after the first one went so well, then because I really love systems, so... You know, every time we do anything, we record little looms and we all have it in our Trello thing. So when a new person comes, they know what to do because they can watch a little video of us actually doing it. And we just keep copying it, basically, because we have all the email templates and how it all. And of course, you learn a little bit each time, right? And okay, we do that a little bit differently. But everything's kind of there now. So it's like a system and it's still a lot of work, but it's... um it just flows, you know, we have everything as automated as we can. And yeah, it works, works really well. So everybody shows up for the interviews, which is good. And yeah, and yeah I'm still getting good feedback. And, and the other good thing with summits is they are evergreen. I mean, they time ends, but I still have them. And you know, not very many, but people still buy the summit, you know, every month or something to, a couple of people might buy the summit and I if I ever open a membership site or anything I can 
um, which I think is my next uh, project after my thesis, I will be able to put all those things in there and, you know, or take the audio and do something with it. Or Endless possibilities. Yeah, yeah. So I'm building up all my content, building up my lists and, and then waiting for my thesis to be done. <laughs> then I'll be really going. I love the life that um, we've created with my husband and I. We love traveling, living in different countries, and I love the flexibility because it's really flexible. I don't even have like client meetings, or rarely it's really done by email. So there's it's really really free. Like if I can't work today, I can take the day off, and then I can do it another day, right? And I control all that. And Sigrid knows I love going to conferences. <laughs> I'm a conference junkie and um, especially Tony Robbins. I get really inspired when I go to a live event and I'm always thinking about how I can change that information to help kids. A lot of them are personal development or about psychology and stuff. So I always think like, oh, maybe I could uh, make something for kids, you know, on that they would understand by changing it. So I, it's not only just to listen and, and learn, but I think I really get a lot of ideas. And I go to all kinds of conferences, early years conferences, mindfulness ones, business ones, <laughs> things like Tony Robbins. And it's really good, I think, to keep learning and, and keep feeling inspired and, and you get ideas, right? And when you get inspired, you think big yeah. and <laughs> take action. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, we're also, um, I was met with a lady that I met here and we're planning a smaller conference this year in the Algarve at the end of October. We're trying to find a venue now based around um, mindfulness, um, clarity, compassion and um, consciousness. So we're going to have like all kinds of workshops and that will be fun as well because I love life. <laughs> life is yes. yes. And I'm really looking forward to your live event. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Yeah. That was amazing. That stadium is like built for you. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it is. How did that happen? Where has there ever been a red studio like that? <laughs> and it's in Iceland. It feels it for you. Yeah, that's 2020. But I am glad you're doing your own conference since you enjoy it so much because you know how important life events are. Yeah. And then we come back full circle since uh, our journey started when I spoke at a conference and you were one of your conferences. So it's coming full circle back. Yeah, exactly. And it was about take a leap of faith. I love that's what you're doing all the time. You're just taking leap of faith and you are a true entrepreneur, online entrepreneurs, location independent. And I've already heard about your plans for 2019. They are big as always and always surprising. So Helen, it's been an honor to talk to you. And of course, we'll stay in touch and I'll bring you back on the show a year from now and see what you have achieved then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hopefully my doctor will be done by then. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Sigrid, for having me and for being really, you're really one of the most inspiring people that I look to in, in business. You're the first one that I go to and your whole journey it really inspires me and makes me know things are possible. <laughs> Anything's possible. Thank you for coming on the show, Helen. <laughs> Thanks. In the show notes of this episode at sigrun.com forward slash 287, you'll find links to the programs mentioned in this episode, Somba, 
Momentum, and Mastermind Retreat Iceland, and of course, Helen's website. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on Apple Podcasts. See you in the next episode.